G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. In the late 18th century, William Wilberforce was converted. Almost single-handedly, he broke the shackles of slavery. People there were just totally different. We are looking at the footprint of God over the last 2,000 years. Since the Roman legion destroyed Jerusalem in the year 70 AD, the Jewish people have a nation of their own. And he said, well, no, Randy, we're not all just faking it. There is a living hope, and his name is Jesus. And I believe that that's really why you're here. Christ died for us. History Makers. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with Jeff Lawrence from Soul to Soul, which is a great ministry uh, taking uh, people out into the bush, walking, uh, you know, hiking, checking out God's creation, and spending time in contemplative prayer and discussions about God. Uh, it's a great ministry, Soul to Soul. Welcome to the program, Jeff. How are you, mate? I am well and good, Matt. Great to be with you. Thank you for inviting me. Now, we'd love to know a bit of your story. Where were you born and raised? I was born in Gosford in New South Wales. Grew up in Bankstown, so I'm a Bankstown boy. And uh, yeah, mum, dad, uh, brother and sister. Mm -hmm. And what about your uh, early years? Did you have like a religious upbringing at all? Yes, mum and dad were people of faith, so I grew up in the uh, Catholic Church and from a fairly early stage in my life had a sense of being called to, to serve God and uh, followed that through, I guess, for the rest of my life. And was there a conversion experience at a young age? Or? Well, yes, I grew up in the faith, but then uh, when I was at university and all those temptations that are before you, I just had this experience one night of God saying, well, it's either me... <laughs> Or, or the world, and if you step off that slippery diff towards the world, you'll probably end up all the way at the bottom. And I said, no, God, I'm following you. That was about the age 19. Age 19, and was there a big change after that? Well, there was, because I then renewed that uh, desire to go and serve Lord, and because I was still with the Catholic Church, I uh, applied to become a priest in the Franciscan community, and so I lived in a monastery for a couple of years. Wow. Learning the ways of the Lord. What was that like? It was great. I sort of learned to be still and present before the Lord and learned from other men of faith who just spent a lot of time and many years just trying to be faithful, loving servants of God. Now, I've chatted to some people before that have been to a monastery where they had to take a vow of silence for a season. Did you ever have to do that? Didn't take a vow of silence, but we certainly had lots of times of being silent, learning how to be still and present uh, before God. You know, I think my wife, had, we should take a vow of silence every now and then. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that between you, your wife and the Lord. <laughs> I shouldn't go there. Anyway, uh, so let's, let's move on a bit in your story. So uh, after university, what kind of career did you have? Uh, I ended up working in the insurance industry uh, and uh, then went to the seminary and when it became clear that wasn't where the Lord was calling me, I uh, became very much involved in charismatic prayer groups in Sydney and that was a strongly ecumenical work. So 
So while I was working in the insurance industry, I was involved in prayer meetings and working in a number of ecumenical and non-denominational ministries, and which gave me a real kingdom heart uh, for God and ended up living in a uh, residential community where we owned all things in common, one bank account, one car, and one house, and... <laughs> a number of families, and it was just a great blessed time of God's presence and anointing. Wow. So I've m- met a few people recently who have been part of similar communities. There's a, a group called the Bruderhof uh, in Inverell in New South Wales, about 180 of them. They have one bank account. They uh, homeschool their kids there. They all share things in common. And they said that, uh, you know, it's not the perfect community, but they're trying to do community uh, between each other in a biblical way, like they did in the Book of Acts. Um, yep. Was there a lot of uh, uh, lessons you learnt in that time in community? Well, you do. You you learn that essentially that's where God rubs off uh, all, all your rough edges, <laughs> where where precious jewels, but they only become precious and looking beautiful when they get rubbed together. Yeah. Um, so you learn how to be patient and long suffering and kind and generous. And so, yeah, it's not for the faint-hearted, mm. but when there's a lot of love around, you're able to think, yeah, mm. I'm growing. God's polishing off all the rough edges and accentuating all the good bits. And that was in Sydney, that community, hey? That was in Sydney, yes, in the uh, mid to late 70s. Mm-hmm. And take us on the next part of your journey. What did you do after that? The Lord led us to Brisbane to be part of a ministry up here. And uh, in the process, raised uh, five children, uh, worked in the insurance industry again, but this time I ended up working as an accident investigator. Mm. So anything from people slipping over on a grape to train crashes to hotel fires to contaminated ice cream to uh, regrettably abuse claims. So I just worked as an accident investigator where people were suing one another and for my sanity, refereed rugby union. <laughs> <laughs> this wonderful ministry that you're a part of now, uh, Soul to Soul, tell us a bit about how this all came about. came about, actually this is our ninth year this year, so it came about in 2010 when uh, Pastor Bruce Warwick, a Church of Christ minister, Rob Grimes and a few others, uh, just had this deep sense of doing something for men, so they're actually men's bushwalking retreats, uh, and just a time when, when men could get away, uh, learn to slow down, be present to God, present to themselves in the company of some good men in God's green cathedral. Uh, we live such busy lives, both at work and in our family and, off, and also in church. And we can live such busy lives, we just never get time to be connected to God, in touch with ourselves. Uh, and, and, and with men. So what we found was that when we give men a chance just to get away, spend time in, 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 the, in, in the rainforest, and just learn to walk slowly, or as we put down, to slow down to catch up to God, who seems to walk at, move at walking pace and a breathing space. Mm. And so we just give the men a day in the bush, from about 8 a.m. to about 4, 4.30 p.m., just walking, resting, being still, and learning to walk prayerfully. We, we teach them how to walk 
and pray uh, and breathe in sync, getting into God's rhythm, the rhythm of their body. And it's amazing what happens. Uh, just this simple process of learning to walk attentively, prayerfully, and contemplatively. And when we get together on the Saturday night and we simply say to the guys, what happened? Uh, amazing stuff happens. Mm. <laughs> I, go, I saw God in the clouds. You know, I've been walking, I've been living so fast, so furious, it was great to slow down. And other men share some stuff that they never shared with anyone else in their life, both good stuff and hard stuff, because they suddenly find that here are a group of men that 24 hours ago were strangers, but they've now become brothers. This is a safe space. And as they've walked that trail during the day, just leaving stuff behind, they can share stuff with some other men and celebrate it or be liberated from it, be healed from it, and suddenly find that God is as, you know, it's just as close as a breath away. And so that's why we call it a contemplative uh, weekend. I know people get a bit scared by that word, but it's just that process of being still and knowing God. It's that process where we are present to this moment in this space with these people and as Christians doing that in Christ. You know, as the psalm says, be still and know that I am God. Mm. But you know what? Many of us haven't actually been taught how to do that. Mm. Uh, or when we hear of Elijah when he heard that still small voice or the sound of silence, as some translations put it. We haven't been taught how to do that. I started to learn that in the monastery, and when I start sharing with men how to do that, it's like the the, the lights go on. Well, you know what? I've uh, been blessed firsthand by uh, one of your team. Uh, we, you and I have you know, met when we were in Canberra at the uh, Better yes. Blokes Conference, and yes. uh, I had the privilege of uh, you know being a guest speaker there and getting to meet you know, 150 blokes. It was a great weekend. And then I remember on the Sunday morning, I got up real early, like 5 a.m. It was freezing cold in Canberra, and I thought, well, I can't sleep. I'm going to go for a walk. And as I started to head out, I met this older Scottish bloke who yeah, was George. part of George. That's right. He was part of your team. And yeah. uh, he said, what are, you, what are you doing? I said, I'm going for a walk. And he said, can I come with you? And I thought, oh, I don't really know this guy. Uh, that's kind of awkward. But yeah, OK. So we started walking. And then he started talking to me. And he said, what are you going to rush for? Slow down. It's like, oh, OK. <laughs> and then he said, what have you got your, your torch for? You don't need your, your your phone torch. Just turn it off. We'll just let the the moonlight lead us. I was like, oh, okay. And then he he said, just stop and let's just have a look at the moon for it. So we just looked up and gazed at the sky, and it was like such a moment of oh wow, look at God's yeah. creation. Look how beautiful that 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 this is. And and then we looked at a, a a cobweb, like a spider's web, that had all dew dripping from it. And he said, look at the intricacies of that spider web. Look at what God has done. And I was like, wow. And uh, I call that guy the God Whisperer because <laughs> he whispered to me about slowing down and enjoying the walk and acknowledging God's creation. That's really the heart of what you guys do, isn't it? It is. It's a bit like in Psalm 19, you know, the heavens proclaim the glory of the Lord. You know, <laughs> The ferment shows forth. We live such busy lives. We don't hear this song, this hymn of praise of creation. Mm. And sometimes it's just 
slow down and hear what God has said. You know, creation singing his praise. Have you ever slowed down long enough to be present to it, mm. <laughs> let alone join in? <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we do. So we just invite the men to come along. Yep. Uh, we go to the uh, groom's cottage at Binnaburra. We call it BYO and, and DIY, bring your own food, bedding and the like. We just hire out the, the groom's cottage and the men just all sort of muck in together. And that's just a great sense of community. And where's this uh, event coming up? You've got something coming up. When When's this one on, this next one? This one is on the weekend of the 19th to the 21st of October this year and if people want to come along then all they need to do is to to, to give me a, a call uh, we are on Facebook and they can also uh, email me and I can give you those details Matt that you can uh, either put up on your website or maybe do a bit of a link to our Facebook page yep. and people can come along and so on Facebook it's soul to soul which is S-O-L-E so so S-O-L-E to S-O-U-L. So by walking by walking prayerfully and attentively, mm-hmm. you know, we've got these two rhythms in our lives, breathing and walking. So what we find is we teach the men to put a prayer in the rhythm of their body. You know, the scripture says, love God with all your strength, with all your bodies. So we just give them a prayer. So go for a walk, do it intentionally for God, be attentive to it. And just that soul, that walking, uh, will lead us into our own soul. Wonderful. Well, we'll we'll put the link at our website if people want to check it out as well. Now, uh, before we go to, mate, the other thing that I love about you is that you're a biblical storyteller. I had you come to the King's Table Soup Kitchen and you shared the parable of the King's Banquet uh, to yep. all the uh, the guests there one day. It was so good. And you basically memorise Bible stories and you kind of Australianise them. Uh, before we uh, go today, can you share with us one of your biblical stories? Uh, I think you've got the story of Zacchaeus for today, hey? Well, yeah, and actually we don't memorize them, uh, just to be a bit technical. We try and remember them in our hearts so they become our own family stories. But, yeah, this is a story of, of one bloke who actually went out on on a limb for God. And it happened that one day Jesus was on his way to uh, Jerusalem. This is when he was going to confront all of the authorities for a final showdown on behalf of uh, his father's kingdom. And as he walked through the town of Jericho, there was a man there who was quite rich, very rich in fact, but he'd become rich, uh, not in a very honourable way. He'd actually become rich as a tax collector and ripping off all of his, all of his mates which meant he wasn't that popular. And unfortunately for Zacchaeus, he was also a bit short. So when Jesus was coming through town and Zacchaeus wanted to see him, well, he couldn't look over the top of him. And to be frank, I think all of the other people were elbowing towards the back because that's Zacchaeus, you know, he's the guy who ripped us off. Anyway, Zacchaeus worked out uh, just the, the route that Jesus would take as he walked through Jericho. And he thought to himself, he's going past the sycamore tree. So Zacchaeus tucked up his robe and ran to the sycamore tree and climbed up. Zacchaeus just thought, well, I'm up this tree. I'll get a bit of a look at Jesus as he goes past, and and that'll be it. But, and I don't think he counted on this, actually. Jesus actually stopped under the tree. And he looked up at Zacchaeus and said, Zacchaeus, 
come down, come on, hurry up, come down, come down. I want to stay at your place today. I would like to accept your hospitality and have a meal with you. Well, quick as a flash, Zacchaeus jumped down out of that tree. And, and he turned to Jesus and he said, look, um, if, if I've ripped anybody off, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll pay him back. And if I've defrauded anyone, look, I'll, I'll pay him back four times the amount. Because by this time, everybody was seeking hang about. He's talking to Zacchaeus. He actually wants to go to Zacchaeus. He's unclean. He's a thief. He's a cheat. He's a traitor. He's unclean. How can he go to that person? But Zacchaeus stood his ground. And that's when he said, no, I'll pay back everybody. And that's what Jesus said when he looked at Zacchaeus and everybody else. He said, today salvation has come to, to this man's house. Uh, after all, isn't that what the Son of Man came to do? Just to seek out the lost and bring them back home to the household of God? That's the story of how one day, one bloke uh, did such a simple act of faith and climbed a tree. And when he climbed a tree, he found himself taking his first step up into the household of God. That's the story of how one day, one bloke went out on a limb and took a risk and found himself uh, perched up in the tree of life with the Son of Man. And, uh, and that's the story of well, just one day when one bloke exposed himself to Jesus. You know, the, the problem with climbing trees, the dangerous thing is not that you'll fall down, but what you might see. And that day, Zacchaeus saw the Son of Man and finally found a way to be clean and come home. Peace be with you, my brothers and sisters. And that's the story of how you can get out into the bush, get near a tree, and hear the song of God's creation. Fantastic, Jeff. That is such a great story. And I've heard you share a number of those at the Better Blokes Camp and now at the Soup Kitchen. And I'm just so impressed with the, uh, the heart you have to share these stories uh, in everyday language. Uh, it's been so good to catch up with you today, Jeff. I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, mate. God bless you and God bless all your listeners. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater, and why don't you go and make history? History Makers. History Makers is proudly sponsored by Bible League, who serve the local church and other partners around the world by providing Bibles, scripture materials, and training to help people meet Jesus. They provide God's Word to a lost and needy world. Bible League plants Bibles in prisons, among persecuted Christians and in poor nations, bringing the love and light of Christ into many people's lives around the world. Make history today by joining our friends at Bible League and planting a Bible that will help someone meet Jesus. Go to bl.org.au. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.